0: So Limp Biscuit. No. Yeah. They've had a resurgence? Oh no. yeah. Mm hmm. Definitely. Tell me. no. No it's supposed to be it's it goes in like 10 year cycle, so we had another couple of years to wait until the ninety the late nineties get hip again, right?
1: Uh Limp, Limp Biscuit had a moment, you know, they came back out, they had West Borland again. Oh god. And uh yeah. Yeah.
2: Is it passed? Like it's done now?
1: We can... I think it might have passed again. But they, they made <laughs> okay. but they made a new album. It's like a... Uh, and, uh, it's, it's like locust. They made a new album? Mm-hmm. Man, really? Oh, my like, yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a reason why they got kind of hot over the over the summer.
0: Well, Fred Durst is a hot mess, right?
1: He did the... He came out... Well, not really. He, he came out with, uh, like, this dad style. Uh, like oh, revamped? Right, 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 right. With, yeah. With he's wearing, and,
0: like, the polo and, like, the... Sort of. Dump glasses and stuff.
1: Yeah. Anyway, they were, they were on tour, I think, and... Uh, Anyway, yeah, they had a little bit of a moment this summer, I think. Yeah.
3: All
0: right, good to know.
1: Yeah, they're still in the they're still in the mix, man. And Durst is like, uh, you know, I I I I know he's kind of a joke, but he's also kind of like not a
0: joke. Well, you know, not to me. Not to me. He's, he's, he's
1: not like been. an. Uh, Wait,
2: I find him a complete joke. How is he not a joke? I just mean, <laughs> you know, you like Fred Durst? I don't. I'm
1: not saying I, li- I, I That's what like I I like him. Heard you say it was no, no, I didn't. I said uh to many people he is a joke, but I think in, in reality he's actually like managed to keep it together, you know. Well that's mm. good. Yeah, that he and that he,
2: that he didn't fall apart. That's good.
1: No, Great. but also that he's actually like done quite well, you know, and that he's not, you know, like a Bam Margera or something, you know, like, like the like the,
0: the guy from Smash Mouth.
1: Yeah, exactly. Whew. Man. I yeah.
2: guess a yeah. train wreck. I don't even he know. He
0: is a yeah, unfortunately, yeah.
2: That's not Fred Durst. I thought that's who
0: we're talking about. <laughs> I legitimately did get confused there for a second in my mind. He's not the guy for the bashbound. No. Anyway.
2: Uh,
0: hey. Hey, how, how are you guys doing? All right. Good. Yeah. Pretty yeah. good. What's going on? Happy Thursday. Yeah. Happy, happy Thursday. Thursday. Let's see. Do we got any uh background stuff to get out of the way? Let's just go. Let just get rolling. This Let's get is rolling. The, this Let's is a get big one. Rolling, 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 rolling.
3: Yeah.
1: That's how this whole thing starts. (laughs) That's how it all starts. Come on! See? Never goes out of style.
3: You should check it out.
0: Yes, that's right. You are tuned in to You Should Check It Out. Rolling, rolling, rolling on for 179 episodes. Yeah. We're happy to be here with you. It's a beautiful Thursday. And uh, my name is Jay. I'm Nick. And I'm Greg. We have an awesome episode for you tonight. I apologize if we were just like jumping right into it, but we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I feel like it's been uh, like three or four weeks since we've had like a normal episode,
2: mm-hmm.
0: so yeah. I feel like we're all That's just true. bursting at the
2: scenes. anxious right. to just get to the content. Yeah, exactly. into some content. Yeah,
0: Whew. and we got some good stuff for you tonight. Uh, Greg is going to be bringing back an old, an old favorite, talking about some uh, some heavy music. Yeah, for you. I got a guy i've been dying to talk about since before christmas and a new band to tell you about Ooh. which i'm really excited about cool and nick's got some news and notes sure some some going ons mm-hmm. from the uh, music world
2: yeah so. umg related exactly
0: cool cool our our friends at umg mm. right
2: aren't they the ones that shut us down probably uh, probably yeah probably yeah, yeah. that's okay Old listeners will. They haven't that. they haven't cut us off for playing Tay Tay. We just can't play Eminem anymore.
0: That's right. right. We haven't touched them since. Nope. No, 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 All right, yeah, well, Never with that again. said Nope. <laughs> Greg Loman, you are up first, sir. Hit it.
1: All right. Well so uh you know, I did this bit called heavy rotation. Mm, and uh yeah. I like yeah. to play some some new heavier bands that maybe you guys I I, I would Look, I know you guys I, th- I think I have an idea of your of your tastes and your sort of boundaries for mm. heavy music, but I do know that You got that
2: us figured out, do you, Greg? I
1: I no, I I want to I, I don't yet, but I'm looking. I'm trying to find the line. I'm honored right? you
2: put so much thought into it. That's great. We're moving no, targets.
1: because well because it's not just you guys. There's a lot of people out there that I know would kind of enjoy Yeah. a band that has a very like that, that could go there. That can go yeah, to okay. that heavy place, but it just isn't doing it all the time, ah. and it has a good balance, you know. So even though this is a heavy rotation, which uh, Jay, do we have that that theme music?
3: Do we have the theme
1: music? <laughs> Let's hear music. it. Yeah, this is, yeah. Heavy <laughs> rotation. Yeah. Travis. Oh, yeah. So great.
0: Oh, that's beautiful.
1: Beautiful. Wonderful. It's not bad. So here's the deal. I came okay. up with a few bands that have never in my recollection been talked about on the show. Mm. Mm. But That I've enjoyed throughout the years, and that we've, and not even in person. I don't think I've ever talked to you guys about these bands in person. First up, I'm going to play a band uh, from Australia, which is where a lot of our favorite bands are from these days. Yeah, apparently. Um, this is a very cool band named Carnival.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Okay, and uh, this song is called "Set Fire to the Hive." It's from an album. That's about 15 years old, I think, called uh, Sound Awake. Sweet. Check it out.
2: It's like Mars Volta with Getty Lee on the bass.
0: Yeah. That's exactly where I was going, man. Mars Volta.
1: Mars Volta. Right? There you go. Yeah, for real. And but the, the way I, I will say, like the Mars Volta has like kind of a chaos in the vocal, in, a, in like a lot of its aspects, but mm-hmm. definitely in the sure. vocals that the I don't know this singer's name, but he's really found something that is kind of uniquely him, but you hear all yeah. these other influences yeah. in there. Yeah, um, totally. He's a really good singer. And this whole album is, from top to bottom, just awesome. And, nice, uh, excellent. So I definitely think... Carnival. I- I'd love to hear... Yeah, and the album's called Sound Awake. They only have three albums. Uh, they've been around for a long time. They only have three albums. And this is their second one. And uh, You know, I'm just clicking around today, you f- you find some articles saying, like, you know, this is one of the most revered uh albums by any australian rock band that and uh yeah very cool uh i almost wanted to say it was like if you took like di- some songs it's like dismemberment plan and, and yeah tool. i <laughs> like, heard that too i heard you know. d plan too right. yeah right. yeah right. dismemberment plan is by the way like a very heavy name <laughs> but it is <laughs> <laughs> yeah not not that heavy of a band a great band but anyway the early stuff
2: yeah. is well it's, it's yeah raucous it's quite a rock yeah
1: Indeed. So I, I I know we got a lot of clips. I know we got a lot to talk about today. So I'm just gonna keep it moving. These n- next two bands, the, the, all these bands are from overseas. None of these bands are from um, are from the US, the U S. Uh, this next band, Porcupine Tree. Oh, you guys, yeah. you, I'm sure you probably heard the name. I've heard yes. them. I've heard yes. a couple yeah. of tracks of theirs. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't. I can't are they say from I, Australia too. They're English, I believe. English. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Steve Wilson. Is the uh, main guy in Porcupine Tree? I believe he's from the UK. Um, he has some his own solo albums. He's pretty uh, prolific producer, and um, they have an album called Deadwing, mm-hmm. and uh, that's the one that I found to to enjoy the most. And some of it is, I guess, is like very inspired by bands like Genesis and Yes, mm. you know, to a certain degree. But All then right. they also do the heavy thing. So again this this is for for people whose music tastes are like I like it when the band gets heavy but I don't like the you know the heavy heavy vocals you know and the screaming and all that you know I don't need all that in my life but I like a good a, li- a little heavy bit of a little bit
0: of melody a little bit of melody yeah, sprinkled yeah, yeah. mm-hmm. sprinkled on top
1: Exactly exactly so this is uh, f- from this kind of an epic song I think it's like a 12 minute song by Porcupine Tree called Arriving Somewhere But Not Here and uh, I'm kind of dro- dropping you out right in the middle but so- at some point you should listen to this entire song okay. like, it's like a 12 13 minute song here you go awesome
3: all my desires sensified
2: Nice. What a transition. Yeah, and That's listen, that.
1: this is kind of you know I'm getting I'm kind of like zooming you in on like kind of the most, the two yeah. most maybe extreme sections of the song and but the the one thing I gotta say uh, about Porcupine Tree is Steve Wilson is like an incredible producer. The tones that he gets on mm-hmm. all the all the everything sounds amazing on his records. Yeah. yeah. Um, now not it's not gonna sound like an indie band or like a singer-songwriter. I mean, sometimes maybe sometimes, but it's it's super clear, clean, almost like too polished for certain tastes. I understand that, but mm-hmm. considering what he's trying to put out there and the type of music that he's trying to make, it's nice to hear it so clearly and so well mixed and just the technical
0: standard that he has is very, very high. For sure. You know. For sure. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of kind of late era Rush. Yeah, to totally. Me. I mean, yeah. The, yeah, that those are in there. the production as well
1: hmm mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. which is the compliment from yeah, me. yeah sure they do and again you know someone like yeah. steve albini or someone might, might be like this is i would never yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but but uh, again this is you know this is something that I, I i don't even like listening to music like this all the time but i realized i was like we've never talked to, i've never played carnival for those guys I mean, i've never played nope. this porcupine no? tree song that's really cool and the last one i want to talk about is a band called opeth which you may have seen or heard about throughout the years. I I hadn't heard
2: of these guys. I'd heard of Porcupine Tree, but I hadn't heard of these guys.
1: Yeah, Opeth is a, uh, let me just double check. I believe, are they Swedish? Yeah. And uh, just another very talented group of gentlemen. Michael Ackerfelt is the band leader in this one. And he's actually tight with Stephen Wilson of Porcupine Tree. And I think they made a side project together. Nice.
0: They've been around for a while, haven't
1: they? Yes. opeth oh, mm-hmm. has been around since 1990. Yeah. Mm. Um, oh, wow. And uh, yeah, I've seen them a few times. I saw them at the Wrecker Theater. Really? Like oh, wow. Once? Yeah. And I saw them at the 930 Club. And um, they've the done Wrecker's really well open? for themselves. Uh, it, Wrecker Theater closed and then opened again.
2: Did it open again?
1: And wow. I think it's apparently crushing right now.
0: Yeah. It moment. should be, man. That is, I love that building. I know. Yeah. That is such a that cool venue. Yeah. Anyway. Definitely. Um, <laughs> everyone Ma- outside of the immediate Baltimore area, <laughs> hey. the Record
1: Theater. Hey, you was know what? An if you get a chance
2: venue. to see a show there, do it. Yeah, yeah, it's fun.
1: <laughs> so, Opeth, they're very, very prog as well, you know. But they also they have songs with. I mean, they do like the death metal thing, you know, cool. all that. Yeah, which is you know, it's a certain thing. Well, it's thing, cool you know? it's peppered. Yeah, no, and that's again why I think they're kind of a great gateway. Metal That's band. That's what you're doing. Kinda, you're baiting us in. They kind of cover. <laughs> yeah, they cover a lot of different areas. You know, heavy so, flirtation. Is what ooh, I, oh, heavy flirtation. heavy flirtation. All right. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Ding, <laughs> ding, 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 ding. So, at one point, and this is maybe mm, 15 years ago, the band Opath released two albums kind of simultaneously, and one was called Damnation, and the other one was called Deliverance, mm-hmm. and uh, Damnation was. Very uh, mellow acoustic stuff, Um, but again, really cool. I I think you guys would would like it. The guitar parts are cool. The singing is like not cheesy. It's like totally cool drum beats and everything. But then they released this other one. It's like the kind of mirror image, uh, Deliverance, and that one was really heavy. So I wanted to play like the very the outro of the song Deliverance, which you'll hear a little bit of some some of the chill Opeth vibes going into it. And then you'll hear them kind of do the heavy thing. So uh, enjoy this. This will be the last clip for me, for me. So uh, this is Opeth with uh, Deliverance. Well, I
3: Let it play, let it play. It is, right? That's I, all we got. They, then they, go, they
1: you know, go listen to it at home. though. I mean, like the whole thing, It's it, it, it goes there, you know? And if you're in the mindset where you're like, I'm going to be doing this, uh, you know, this task for a while. And I know you guys both, you know, Nick has his mowing the lawn, you know? Yep. Jay, Jay got every Jay. single
0: moment of his waking life, yeah.
1: Yeah, Aww. you know, like, uh, uh, if, 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 if you know you're going to be listening to music for a while, these bands are worth checking out because it, you know, they don't make like two minute arc. singles, yeah, yeah, and like the arc is wide and it's long, so you so it takes time, and but I think that ultimately, like, your tastes will, this will be pleasing, that's, Cause, that's, cause, totally, you know, and and they're and they're cool, creative musicians that are not like trying too hard with the image or anything like that these Mm -hmm. are just like people that are trying to make cool stuff and uh i
0: dig it i dig it and and i'm not trying to like squash the vibe here by saying this but like the beginning of that with the acoustic part just reminded me like of all the like late 90s like alt metal bands like days of the new like the the acoustics
2: (laughs) yeah i love days of the new (laughs) right i really did (laughs)
1: That, that they were the best ones at that, uh, yeah, sure. like like acoustic grunge or whatever, mm-hmm. you know.
3: Yep,
1: yep. Mm-hmm. it's I found coming back, baby. But then you had great. like uh, there were some other ones that were really bad, was, <laughs> you know, that came out anyway. Um, so he was an interesting kid,
2: he was like 16 or 17 when that. I, yeah.
1: I don't, I, I remember hearing that, yeah. Wild, so there you have well, the it, great, man. There's definitely that, more where that came from, but I uh, love it, it. Heavy a
2: flirtation that's a, yeah a I, good, I, good, I, rotation. good rotation cool rotation. and
1: you know I, I tried to find some there were some other bands that I was thinking of that I was like, yeah but it's gonna be too I was trying to find some that kind of overlapped a little bit then these what these bands have in common to me is like there's got that prog thing happening yeah. And yeah anytime anytime you're progressive like that you have to you can't just be heavy all the time and mm-hmm. you have to include other elements of
0: different stuff. So what makes it so, prog? Yeah, so there you have it. Nice. nice. Who's up next? Well, that would be me. And before we go any further, I, I, speaking of rotation, I have a brand new sound clip that's going to get into what? the rotation. You know, it's, it, it, it's next, next to, Organically, you know, or are we just getting introduced? And next to, <laughs> and next to you know, right. our classic sound, sound clips, right. I do have one to add to the mix. Okay. But before we do that, I wanted to, is, is everything sounding okay in, like, Everybody's headphones?
2: Sure. Yes. Should the volume turn down or what's going on?
0: Elvis is... Are you okay?
3: No, it's weird, isn't it? On headphones? God, it's
0: weird. Okay, Elvis <laughs> is not happy with the sound right, of his right, headphones. No, right. is, is it... Let me just adjust some things here. Is it any better now?
3: No, it's weird, isn't it? On headphones? On headphones? <laughs>
1: headphones. God, God, it's weird. Yeah, headphones. weird in headphones. Headbones. Weird in headphones, head head so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay well uh you know we'll do the best we can but.
2: yeah that's appropriate we need, a, we need a that was weird moment uh, <laughs> yeah. sound effect that's good head, head bones. bones head bones. all right um if now you that have that's Elvis out of the way. saying that would be yeah,
0: yeah I know be. my god <laughs> if we could unearth that it would be <laughs> anyway, like the sorry. it's like the, the Rosetta Stone of like what we've been done. talking about since we've been like 16 years yeah, old totally Elvis mm. apparently anywho so guys before I get into the crux of what i want to talk about which is going to be really really short i think i want to keep oh. it short because i don't really have a thesis on what i'm going to talk about but Uh-oh. you guys okay. in podcast land you can't see this but i'm wearing my stuff shirt yeah i'm hmm. wearing my stuff shirt now this is a uh is the knockoff of a shirt that joe cocker wore and famously uh john belushi wore side by side Mm-hmm. Joe Cocker, when they performed on Saturday Night Live in okay. 1976, I think. Okay. It's mm-hmm. the second season of Saturday Night Live. And uh, Joe Cocker played um, Feeling All Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, I I thought this was a really cool kind of, you know, hip shirt to get. Because if you've seen that clip, it's a great clip. And, you know, I always assumed that he was wearing this shirt stuff. I assumed it was some kind of drug reference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not really yeah. knowing... But, you know, Joe Cocker liked his drugs, so I thought that was an interesting thing. So mm-hmm. I got myself a, a knockoff Stuff shirt. And I've been wearing it for five, six years now, something like that. And uh, just today, today, wow. guys, wow. Wow. I found out.
2: It's a life moment right here. It,
0: there, it, it really, I think it might be. Uh, there is a story behind this shirt. That Stuff okay. is not a drug reference at all. It's a reference to the band that's playing behind him. Oh... It's his backup band.
2: His backup band called, called Stuff. Stuff, Yes. Oh. And they're incredible. They cool. <laughs> oh, is this who we're listening to? Yes. That's my Dude, clip. You're, you're weaving quite a story. This is beautiful. I love this. Thank you. Thank you. This
0: is the band Stuff playing at the Montreux Jazz Festival. Okay. In 1976. This is their most famous, famous song. It's called Foots. And I just want to play it for you. And man... Gosh, Nick, if you can get the drummer on this one, that would be incredible. But one of my favorite drummers of all time. 1976, studio band called Stuff. Check it out. Okay. Any guesses wow. at all? No. Yeah. Nope. That is Mr. Steve Gadd. Steve Oof.
2: Gadd. Hitting yeah. hard. Badass, man. Well, Doing he's his... One
0: of, he's one of the best God. ever. I saw this picture. It, this has been a Steve Gadd week for me. I saw this really? picture of him on Facebook. It was his birthday, I think, this past week. And, um... God, I love Steve Gadd. And the last time I saw him, you know, he just... Just always looks into it. and hmm he, he just old now yeah he looks he looks he's showing his years now it made me very sad um but for now steve gad is still with us and one of the greatest studio drummers of all time um but this band stuff was incredible man they they, (laughs) it was one of these things it was just a a group of like studio musicians gordon edwards on bass richard t on keyboards eric gale not eric gales the new Mm -hmm. guitar player but eric gale the r&b guitar player Cornell Dupree on guitar and uh, Steve Gadd and Chris Parker alternating on drums. Yeah, they were just one of these things. They were asked to like fill in for another band at this New York club. And they did it for one night and everyone loved them. So they kind of formed a little impromptu band, put together like four or five. It's kind of like a Tower of Power type thing.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, just a bunch of really, really damn good studio musicians who put together really good stuff. So check them out. Stuff that's
2: where the shirt came from. Yeah, Bam, that's where this stuff yeah. is.
1: And Eric Gale, by the way, um, just reading up on him now, he, he uh, helped Roberta Flack make
0: uh Killing Me Softly, dude. dude yeah. That once I got into Eric Gale, man, that could be an episode unto itself, man. You should the, be the stuff that guy's seen, <laughs> the stuff that guy's yeah. like been on. That's, awesome. 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 Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. awesome, and the whole time he's playing like this Gibson L5, like big, yeah, like, big, just, big voice. Big hollow body guitar, but bending the crap out. Of it. it sounds great. Anyway, um, check out that YouTube video. That's from a YouTube video that's on um, YouTube uh, mm-hmm. from them playing at Montreux, and the announcer introduces them. He's like, uh, "Yes, the guy. These guys just came in from New York, you know, um, a couple of hours ago. They didn't even get time for a sound check, but they're pros." Okay, here we go. And that's <laughs> their first song. So. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So what I wanted to talk about tonight, guys, is Ryan Adams. Ryan Adams. Mm, the right. Ryan Adams. He, as I mentioned in, I think the last episode, he's been on a bit of a spree releasing free albums for his fans, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is very cool. I one of my one of his free albums was this album called Devolver, which was one of my favorite albums of last year. But the other two free albums that he just released right before Christmas were a cover of Bruce Springsteen's album, Nebraska. Uh-huh. And the other one was a cover of Bob Dylan's album "Blood on the Tracks." Uh huh. And this uh-huh. whole thing has just sent my mind reeling back and forth, uh-huh. and it just reminds me of the classic Simpsons bit, um, mm. like where uh, it's from one of the the Treehouse of Horrors, and uh, I'll just play it. it. Maybe it'll make a little bit more okay. sense.
2: Take this object. But beware, it carries a terrible curse. Ooh, that's bad. But it comes with a free frogut. That's good. The frogut is also cursed. That's bad. But you get your choice of topping. That's good. The toppings contain potassium benzoate. That's bad. Can I go (laughs) now?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So in my case, it's like, Ryan Adams is coming out with a new album. Oh, that's great. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's a cover of a Bruce Springsteen album. Your favorite, <laughs> Nebraska. Oh, that's bad. bad. It's free. That's good. <sighs> it's all kind of crappy, self-done home studio recordings where he kind of messes up the lyrics. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I've been right. on this whole ride. I sh- I've i listened to mm. them both a couple times. I-, I-, <laughs> I sent them to you guys. Did you get a chance to listen to them at all? yes.
1: Not entirely, but I, th- I think I got the gist. <laughs> you got the gist. You got the <laughs> gist.
0: Okay. Uh,
3: yeah, so here's same, my same. thing like,
0: they are covers of like albums that, in everyone's opinion, don't need any improvement or like they don't right. need to be redone by anybody.
2: These are both really good albums, like, uh, really classic
0: of the tracks, albums and that mean a lot to me and to everyone, you know. And
2: each song, each song means something. Right. It's not even right. like this album. It's like each freaking ah. Oh.
0: Right. So, so so like treat them
2: individually well, well, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, like that's the bad part. Like, why would you? Why would you do that? On the other hand, he's releasing them for free as kind of only to his fans. Like he's not like going out on this media blitz trying to get them out there. Like, is listen to Ryan Adams' interpretation of these great albums. It's really a, as a homage and it's free so how can you complain right so that's the that's the good part but then uh, like he doesn't really contribute anything to any of the songs i don't think oh. I, so i get caught in this like weird mind state where i'm like i shouldn't care about this at all but i kind of do i kind of wish he hadn't done it i don't know i don't know that's where i'm at what do you guys think it none of it matters and you're not going to hurt my feelings any either way because I don't really like either one of them. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm interested to get your guys' thoughts.
1: I just, I, it's such a strange flex to me to be like, I'm going to cover this entire album as an album. Like, if you wanted to play it live, I could see that being fun. And like, oh, it's like I'm doing it. It's like the 20th anniversary of this album that meant a lot to me yeah. and my band, or or like all right. of us, or whatever, or just me. I'm just going to cover it by myself. But to make a recording of the entire album
2: I don't know, it's man. just a recording it's it's like he doesn't have other musicians come in uh, it's either just it's just him
0: in his home studio clearly like with drums, drum tracks
2: yeah they're so canned yeah and and he's got it's this like a, reverb it, the whole <laughs> time
0: exactly he does these things that I would do if I was recording a version of nebraska you know like oh, excessive delays and excessive reverb and a canned drum track because i don't have time to put like but for me it would be an exercise like if i was to do yeah. something like that it would be an yes. exercise and, and a yes. fun exercise
1: yeah and you and you should do that yeah but you don't <laughs> sh- shouldn't necessarily put it out and be like this, is, right. my al- this is my album like i don't Free know that otherwise
2: <laughs> now you don't listen, need to release it yeah
1: I, I, i'm in a situation where i perform entire albums front to back as like, you know, as a tribute, but like, that's a performance. Yeah. Uh, and it's yeah. a People different. People
2: are coming to see that. They're coming for that experience. of Right. Wh- it, you it, know. There's
1: something strange about recording. Like when he did, when he did it with Taylor Swift, 1989 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause that was the first one he did really. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And it's like, did you hear that he did the whole album? And I, and I remember thinking like, I guess that's, that's interesting because it's, I, it's very unusual.
2: Yes. Is it's it really- an exercise? Like he's like, I'm, I'm just going to, Gonna practice so, it once and then just do it all. This because they're all the same. And in like the Dylan one, God, he's yeah, like not I didn't even get on. Too far in that he's one. like, yeah, it, it was hard to stay with the track because it's like he's even slowing down in the vocals. Unless he's just <laughs> trying to not sound like Dylan, but he's certainly not bringing anything new here.
0: Yeah. So here's an interesting thing about the 1989 album, which he did release as like a regular album, and uh-huh. it, people paid money for that, right? So this is a quote from Ryan Adams. He says, looking back, I would say I loved making it, but I regret sharing it. She is a true master of songcraft, and I learned as much from her work as I have any single example before or after it. But it should have been – it should have just been something I did and put away.
3: Yeah. That's and he said exactly that about his saying.
0: 1989 album. right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Why
0: would he do it twice more? Is this, and now he's is talking the, about doing
2: it again. Is this like the root of why you like him? Because like, like the troubledness of him attracts you, and like you worry about him.
0: Absolutely.
2: Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Like because he rush. does
0: things. That he, he, he. Yeah. Well. And he does things that I think that I would do if I was in his position. Gotcha. Like, that's me projecting. But like, if I was in a troubled position and I'm just trying to like relate to my fans, and I don't maybe I don't have a band, or like maybe my band is like said they don't want to work with me anymore. Again, I'm just assuming here. Mm-hmm. And I just have a whole bunch of time me alone in my apartment with these That's cats. a horrible thought experience. Like, let's just, like, let's take some albums that I really love and put them out for free. Because then, you know, once you don't put a price tag on it, then you can do anything you want, right? Apparently. Right. Apparently. <laughs> this, this is where my mind goes. Like, it's really weird to me why he would be doing this. And even, like, Ryan Adams fans were like, what are you doing? Like, this is not really that good no what What is? what is going on so yeah
2: could it just be ego
0: I, I don't know i think a lot of it is ego absolutely i think he's trying to do something that's different that other people that other artists haven't done mm-hmm. and i think that like he's responding-
2: versions of entire
0: albums <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah <Right>. yeah <laughs> hasn't been done before
3: <laughs> and you
0: can't get on them because it's free right I, you know it. I don't know, man. Your guess is as good as mine. But even like Ryan Adams fans are just like, yeah, these sound like kind of unfinished demos. Like, I don't want to hear this. Like, I'd rather go back and listen to the
2: original album. Right. Or the other three you put out. maybe. But
0: again, to your point, Greg, like, yeah, if he wanted to do that on the 20th anniversary or the 50th anniversary of one of these albums, like, sure, do it at a live show. That's great. And then some bootleggers will have that. And that's a classic thing. And that's something that means something to everyone. You know, but this just seems weird mm-hmm. it is weird <laughs>
1: and uh and again yeah i mean nick you kind of said he's not bringing anything new here like what's it's all about yeah. just you know doing something maybe, i mean maybe he's just really uninspired i don't know you
0: could say that, but he also released, like, six actual albums in yeah. 2022. So never mind. I, 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 right. I forgot
2: about that. So, that's no, what, that's what, I guess it's, it's like not maybe it. Maybe he was trying to set a record for himself just to, like, <laughs> prop himself up or something. I don't or know. Maybe,
1: or maybe, like, these are, you know, maybe he's doing these albums as a way to kind of keep the embers warm while he's recording these original songs. And then, like, when it's all said and done, he's like, oh, I've done the entire record. Now I'm going to
0: throw this out there, too, for free. So I think that's a cool way of looking at it, Greg. And I've and like when I've been in a good mindset, like that's the way I look at it. Like it's an exercise for him. He wants to go there's there's experience to be gained from learning these songs inside and out and performing them and trying to put them in some kind of version that is releasable. Like that's an exercise like that mm-hmm. that is something potentially worth doing. Um, so maybe it is just something to hold him over and, you know, he's a workaholic. So maybe that's it. But maybe. I don't know why he had to do these two. Like maybe like, yeah. pick some more obscure albums. I don't know.
2: <laughs> or reread past regrets before you release the next thing. Or something. I don't know. Well, the next one up is what's the story of Morning Glory? Oh, really? Yeah. Is news. it just going to be droney, like, reverb with, with canned drum tracks? That'd be cool. I
0: assume. I assume. <laughs> Who knows?
2: <laughs> just mumbling Wonderwall.
0: <laughs> but what, I was trying to think of, like, a way that I could, like, relate it to you guys. And the wh- the thing that I was thinking of was, like, Nick, what if King Gizzard, their next release was a free version of, like, Zappa's af- Apostrophe?
2: I would probably... And it's awful. Or just, or just that they're putting out apostrophe. Because honestly, sure, that'd be great. What would be your initial
0: reaction to that?
2: I'd be excited. You'd be excited. I would be nervous. There's nothing they're going to do. That's but what are the things that stood out to them? Hey, they love Zappa. That's amazing. Yeah, that would be my initial reaction. Yeah.
3: So but, before but, I heard but, these, but, like but I was Ryan excited. Adams, it's, in a way, Ryan,
2: but with Ryan Adams, it's there's always. Uh oh, uh oh, is he okay? Like you always yeah. bring that. Whenever you bring him up, it's like I don't know if he's all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so it's almost kind of just like a. Just, I is is not the actions of a well man. I see the, what you described to me, Jay, was the worst version of yourself at the peak of your fame. <laughs> so if if that if you identify that in Ryan Adams and then you worry about him, you know that that just that's a place you're putting some care, and I think that's a, that's that's a nice gesture. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs>
3: All right. Was well, I think
0: weird. that's all I got to say about it. You guys don't want to hear any clips from this. You guys, you guys heard it. It's all right. Yeah, we're good. All right. I did hear it. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> well, oh. go check them out. If you are at all interested in your listening, they're free. Go to packsam.com and downloads, and they're in there or YouTube or whatever. It's, it's, worth, it. it's, it's worth a listen. It's interesting. It? I think it's worth a listen. If you if you like Bruce Springsteen, you like Ryan Adams. I think it's. I can't imagine. My just my curiosity would not let me not listen to it. Sure.
2: So, so. they're out there if you want
0: to go. And there them. are two tracks that I would say two tracks that I don't hate. Oh. And one is Atlantic City mm-hmm. from yeah. Nebraska. I did hear and that. one is uh, Lonesome When You Go from Blood on the Tracks, which I think. If done with a full band, could have sounded, could have been like a, a single. I think that was pretty good. Okay. But other than that, it's,
2: it's, it's, okay. So there were, there were redeemable elements to the, uh, to the releases as far my as my opinion. Depends. That's just okay. my opinion. I didn't, I, I honestly didn't get all that, I didn't get that far. Listen to about, I can understand. Yeah. yeah. All right, Mr.
0: Klein, what you got for us, buddy?
2: Cool. I found some new music, uh, or a new release, at least, that, that came out this past week that, um, that is another, uh, another Keith Jarrett uh, album has been kind of live concert has been pulled up and, and cleaned up and, and remastered. Um, he released uh, a live concert that he did in Stockholm, Sweden uh, in September 1972. So it's an nice. old one. Yeah, it's funny because there's so much, so much of, of the music that a lot of these streaming services think surround Keith Jarrett, I can work too. <laughs> <laughs> but i cannot i cannot like just do mindless work with keith jarrett playing or i can't do like any work uh-huh. that requires thought with keith jarrett playing because he's so wow he's so like just he's always hinting at the next idea that may be a whole flesh out but he'll incorporate it so instead of bringing just like a song from this album i thought i would highlight these two parts of this this single track the whole thing the, the whole album is one sit down improvisational performance start to finish they right. just break it up into uh, parts uh, just mm-hmm. to just to make it palatable and listenable. So this is from part five and I'd like to start off at the, he's coming out of part four which is some real kind of like wandering floating around different areas, um, real pretty. Uh, he's coming out of this and finds essentially what's going to be the theme for this part. Um, so let's listen to him kind of realize that. <laughs> turns that one little note all of a sudden, and then he's like, is that, was that a blues shuffle? What is that?
0: Yeah, it's like the intro to a blues shuffle. It's like
2: it's going to be a blues shuffle, right? Yeah. Right. So, and then basically, he, as he's kind of working through what becomes this this this, this new theme, he'll start kind of hinting at what's going to become the next thing, or he'll start playing around with it. And he's so deliberate because he's singing these notes right. that he's playing. Like he's singing, especially the weird ones. Whenever he plays like a dissonant note, he'll yell it out. So, he, like, it, it, it's it's entirely an intentional. It's not accidental. He's not just hitting the note. But let let's listen to this. This is uh, about three minutes into kind of exploring this idea, this theme idea. Mm-hmm. Anyway, put out a new album. It's basically an hour of that, just him, (laughs) just figuring stuff out as he goes, and it's
0: it's amazing. It's
2: amazing. It's really cool.
0: Hear that guy's mind ticking along.
2: Exactly, and that's and that that honestly, that's it's like the most beautiful thing about it is to see that that him perform like one of those concerts is to just pay and watch his mind work. Like you just, it's it's not. There's no canned anything. It's all. Uh-huh. Whatever he's feeling in that moment, which is so freaking cool. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So I beautiful. Thought that was awesome. My topic this week, and I also will make this short, but somehow we'll find ourselves probably at right in an hour. Um,
3: <laughs> the, uh,
2: there's been there was two stories that I, they don't really connect in any way, particularly, um, but they were kind of hitting both at the same time regarding Universal Music Music Group, and we had talked back in. Really? Stop it. That was
0: supposed to be an ironic cheer. Okay. I, I don't yeah, have an ironic I, cheer sound. I
2: didn't realize we brought the crowd and I didn't <laughs> realize they were such UMG <laughs> <laughs> fans.
0: Yeah. Yay. It did sound a little bit too hearty in retrospect. No, but
2: I think it's been something that's been bothering me for since we since we talked about uh, it might have been the Tay Tay Today where we talked about her requiring that umg pay out. To a bunch of artists if they sell their Spotify stock.
0: Yes, yes, is that right? absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was the one where they were linked to, to uh, heavy metal groups that yeah. were also on Universal. It could be
2: helping, so helping them out. Th- the bigger story right. that I that I had found that happened this week is that this band called Black Sheep um is suing UMG essentially over the fact that they're that they what they're claiming is that they negotiated lower streaming rates. As part of the stock acquisition, and then have has, have held the stock and have not giving it, giving the artists it basically it was a way around paying the artists what they should have been paid in the first place by making this that sweetheart Universal deal. Universal Music Group. Universal Music Group, who is a stock a, a, a major stockholder in uh, Spotify, um, or significant percentage. Um, you know, it's I think it's seven percent at this point, um, but.
0: Um, but not the band itself, the band itself did not negotiate this contract.
2: The band itself did not negotiate this contract. The band, the band did have negotiated streaming rates or a percentage of the streaming rates with the, with the, I guess what's implied here is that with the trust that their interest was being negotiated for, um, mm-hmm. to get the highest streaming, uh, cuts back from, from the streaming services that by going and getting a, stock, getting a stock investment in lieu of higher streaming rights, because Spotify is the one that has the least uh, favorable to artists' uh, rates for streaming, that, um, that essentially that they're owed uh, for, for their stock holdings. And I, think, and I think this is the thing that actually, I don't know how this ends. This particular lawsuit's probably not gonna man- amount to much um, because they probably had it locked up in the contract yeah. But the question of that—the question of whether the label can both be an advocate or be seen legally as an advocate for or uh, representative of the artist—and then have like ownership stake in this other company that they're negotiating with on behalf of their artist—yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Like that it just felt uh, not not felt. It seems like it seems like some loophole that needs to be worked through legally, um, and and it seemed to be at the crux of like. The, the the problem with the major, all the major labels, not having a vested interest in making sure that their artists are getting decent streaming rates because they're all getting, they're they're all owners of these companies that are the streaming services. Right. Do we bust them up or what do we do? <laughs> Break the whole thing down, man. I
0: don't. I don't know. I. I mean, it seems like a sweetheart deal that Universal negotiated probably in bad faith, and now. It's, you know, what, 15, 16 years down the road, and what are you going to do about it? I don't know. It's probably going to get settled, and everybody will get another 15 cents in their annual paycheck. I
2: don't think they get paid. Not to be cynical about it. No, I understand. (laughs) the, The structure of it, though, just feels... Like, there have been times in history, especially in the music industry, where these kinds of sweetheart relationships which were just kind of accepted as the way it is all of a sudden became like major problems. Like radio station, the, the, the kickbacks they would get for playing pay records from, from yeah, yeah payola stuff.
0: Well, I mean, what would be the equivalent in like the CD age? If, um,
2: I don't know. Cause Napster blew it all up.
0: <laughs> no, but before that, before that, when everything was still physical, like if universal owned the distribution rights,
2: if you, if universal owned
0: like the CD pressing plants,
2: Right, and and only would, and would sell CD and so and basically went and started selling CDs for a dollar. Yeah, like they owned they owned the store, and were selling it for one dollar, or or even owned like a major portion of the store. Such that if the store is doing incredibly well and growing, and their and their their sales are uh, uh, um, are incredible, that they're getting compensated because they've got an ownership stake in that in that in that record store or whatever.
0: Right. It does seem like one of those things that if it was that obvious, you know, that people would see the immediate issue there. Mm -hmm. But now I, I mean, it's hard to even describe the relationship now in a way that, uh,
2: but I mean, if the label is negotiating with the streaming services to say, Hey, every time you play one of my artists songs, we need this much money. And the streaming service comes back and says, we can't afford that. And then they say, uh, too bad. We're going to sue your ass. They won't do that if it's if it's if, if it's if it's an, if it's a company that they're financially invested in. Yeah, yeah. Case in point, my other story is Universal Music Group sues Triller over unpaid licensing fees.
0: Now, what the hell is Triller?
2: Who knows? Uh, no, Triller is. Um, let me Google it. They might even not be up anymore. Who knows? Because they're being sued for seven hundred and fifty million dollars. Oh. Uh, okay. For allegedly Su- missing.
1: It's kind of like TikTok, but it has AI that edits videos for the creator.
2: Oh, okay. Thank you, Greg.
1: That's what it's very, it's very much like a video sharing social networking service, just like TikTok. But I guess you feed it a bunch of videos and instead of having, you know, to manually edit edit your own stuff, like you just throw these videos and the AI just makes the best (laughs) cut, quote unquote. (laughs) So there you go. Huh. All right.
2: So a platform that only, does it deliver the video back to you, so you can go put it onto the channels of your choice, or is it they're actually trying to be the, the social? Well, media I, I network think at that well? point,
1: just like in the other social network, you know, you you will have the option within the app to be like, do you want to save this? Mm-hmm. You know, for and then you can deploy it wherever.
2: Okay. Okay. So I guess might... what happened was that Triller licensed a bunch of music videos from UMG. To well, they probably, probably just had a stock
0: this. like a blanket agreement with UMG to say, "Hey, if anybody plays music from well, one of your artists, well, right. well it's not covered. even
2: necessarily a,
1: a, a music video, but like just the song because you right. m- mm-hmm. use it for your videos.
2: Yeah, right? for your so, video, so, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, got it. Okay, so they're using it for the videos that they're making for the people that are uploading the content. That's like, so, not so,
1: so, so you you upload the content, and you might yeah. say, like, hey, you know what, I want to have like this Gorilla's song playing in the background. Okay, but, like, yeah, again, they're just kind of. They're like, they're like, yeah, go, go for it. <laughs> yeah. So.
2: so they're not getting paid by Triller. Um, they're supposed to be getting quarterly installments. They haven't gotten their or monthly installments. They have, I guess, they're like eight, nine months behind. Oops. And they're basically going to sue them out of existence. <laughs> oh. uh, because that's what a record label should do when the music that their artists, uh, that they're putting out there and they're creating licensing agreements with these organizations so it's that true. their artists can get paid... And that is if how those license agreements fall apart. You go after those people so that you can get the money, so you can distribute it to your artists who are supposed to be paid that money. Right. Um, I know that's idealized, and I know we all roll our eyes and are cynical. But whatever. But no, no. That's like that's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like <laughs> that's what they get you to believe in the room when you sign the thing. Like they do. Yeah. They're really good yeah. at it <laughs> because that is like what they're supposed to be doing. So. And trailers just straight
0: up like nah.
2: Uh, Not much comment back from Triller. I, they're probably, PR is run by AI or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, How yeah, to go. respond to massive music label threatening to sue us. Go. Oh. Right. In the style of Shakespeare.
2: But, and again, it's actually, it's the brilliant thing that Spotify did, which is pull in all these labels so that it would, yeah, it would be a, a disadvantage to these companies to sue them out of existence when they've got a massive financial stake in the sure. success of said company so they can keep not paying crap. And yeah, it's, 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 it's a, it's a messed up system. And, and, and I don't know, hopefully somebody at some point, yeah, some large bodied institution goes after them. That would be nice. <laughs> Figure out how to, how to break <clears throat> the relationship up. Well, it does.
3: I
0: This is not really the point or the crux of why you're bringing this up, but it does make me, it does answer a question for me about how streaming royalties are paid And I think to me, it sounds like there's probably a big kind of like not bidding, but like estimation game that must be going on. Mm -hmm. They're like whenever a a streaming service. So instead of saying like, okay, you're not going to check all of these videos for every single song instance, you know, we know that you're not going to do that. So we're just going to pay you a blanket sum to this particular record company. And you're just going to say that we're covered for a particular period of time. And it's got to just be like this like crazy estimation dart throwing game. Mm -hmm. Like, I bet it's going to be this much this year. Yeah. That's kind of what it sounds
2: like. Well, and it sounds like Triller went to UMG and said, rather than pay you based on that, what we'd like to do is license the whole library for X number of dollars. And then, you know, basically, I don't know, they haven't generated the revenue uh, or, or they're not making the payments for some other reason. Because I think I think that stuff's tracked to the to the view on on platforms like Instagram.
0: Yeah, you're right. And because as soon as I the words were coming out of my mouth, I was like, "Well, YouTube can find out if a cover band is playing a song in real time, like as soon as you upload the video." So, as you upload the video, yeah. As you upload the video, so that's probably not the case anymore. But
2: I don't know. I don't know. That's wild. Yeah, I think it's probably just that they wanted those songs to be available on their platform for for like Greg was saying. Well, for the, says audio if and you're going to compete
1: with TikTok, you have to have all that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. Instagram, you can play like, you know, if I put together a little reel, I can s- I go to music and it basically opens up like a Spotify. That's, mm-hmm. that's how deep the library is. Mm-hmm. And then I can just pick that song. And I can only pick like a certain section of it. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the whole song is available to take that section from, though. You just have like a range hmm. of however long. Just- maximum video length or something like that yeah and so in tiktok and in that universe though they are there's certain songs that they kind of want you to use for your video Mm -hmm. right and that's the kind of that's kind of where we are now yeah like to get that song to to get your song to be the one that tiktok pushes other people to use in their videos that then get shared millions of times Mm -hmm. and then it'll say like oh this many videos have used this song. Yeah. You know? And so I try to use that to my advantage when I'm giving lessons to kids or whatever, you know, or mm-hmm. like y- younger folks who, I, you know, maybe I'm trying to find like some common ground and they'll be yeah. like, oh, I know this Tame Impala song because it was on, it blew up on TikTok, you know? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Well done. But it's like, wow, I don't, what does that even mean? But, that, you know, but then eventually <laughs> you figure it out. It's like, oh, okay. They, yeah. They, but then uh, what was her name? Halsey? The mm-hmm. singer, Halsey. Yeah, her manager was telling her like, "Look, we need something that these guys are gonna use." Yeah, we, we remember talked we about talked. That. To, we were talking yeah. about that, mm-hmm. and so that's yeah. what this is all. You know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's why I think the, the UMG is paying a lot of attention to, you know, because you don't you don't know what the next huge social networking site is gonna be, mm-hmm. and if suddenly there's, you know, half a million views on this one video because of this one and this one song is on it. Yeah. It could be an old song, it could be an old new song. That's the other thing. It's like the playing field is super even. Mm-hmm. You saw the, like Fleetwood Mac song got popular because yeah. the dude was the dude drinking with the, juice.
2: The, yeah. Skateboard, you know on a skateboard? Longboard. Yeah.
1: There was a funny meme about that. It's like that dude hanging out with Snoop Dogg, and he's got like an ocean spray bottle. And the, <laughs> the captain was like, "LOL, this dude's got to carry juice around with him for the rest of his life." <laughs> 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 like, That's true. It's true. It's like nobody knows who you are unless you. Oh, oh, oh! You're the juice. Oh, guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it's a stupid. It's stupid, but it's also it's big. This is the music industry now yeah sure it's wild so i don't cool. know it, it is uh what it is and you know but you could you could pick it's a, not that ex-
2: different it's just on steroids it used to be like that this song Scales. has like hit this market and it's you know when they <clears> dig <throat> in it would be like because these kids at the school like loved it and, and yeah and started telling everybody and then it started getting played because they're all calling in the radio station right it's different it's just faster it's faster, just faster. It
0: that. Is worldwide yeah,
2: yeah. global that. faster and global all right. Well, well.
0: we got to keep up. That's our
1: job, right? Yeah, exactly.
3: That's where we're going. Yeah. We're staying fast. Trying. We're trying to stand global. <laughs> yeah. well, but Everybody's these, so these good. These bones are getting a little, <laughs> yeah. a little oh, achy. Sorry, head Headbones.
1: Head bones. Head bones.
0: <laughs> A little weird. God. It is sounding a little God. Bit weird now. God. Now that you Elvis, I like the God, 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 God. head, head bone, God. Yeah,
1: anything his head bone. <laughs> weird, <laughs> weird.
0: <laughs> hey. All right, boys. Excellent episode. We've hit cool. an hour as, as predicted. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Greg, why don't you tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us? Should they choose to do so? Headbones. Headbones. God. So, yeah, you
1: can find us online. You should check it out, dot .com. You can send us an email, ysciopodcast at gmail.com. It is weird. Sounds funny. <laughs> it's weird. Sounds funny. And uh, you can find us on social media and so Facebook and Instagram. Not TikTok yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll We'll get there. We need videos for that. And then, uh, and our Twitter handle is at Should Check. You can find us on uh, most streaming services for podcasts, I mean, such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you'll find us. Leave a review, and as always, tell a friend you should check it out. In the ghetto.
3: In
2: the ghetto. Get- All
0: right. Well, now that we're impersonating Elvis, I think it's time for us to leave the building. Always the case. It's been an excellent evening. I've enjoyed your company. And we'll see you back here next week. Viva
3: Las Vegas! Woo!
0: (laughs) 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 Homina, homina, (laughs) homina. See you back here next week, folks. Peace. All right. See
2: ya.